about music, pro wrestling, and MMA, and everything that kind of latches on in between that. I'm your host, Kay Fresh, and before we get to the show, just like to uh, remind people on ways you can support the podcast. Um, if you go to our website, freshisthepodcast.com, there's a, cl- there's a link on there you can click that says support the podcast, and you can donate anything uh, via PayPal, or there's also a Amazon link. If you ever want to purchase anything on Amazon, just click through that link, you know, or even save it into your uh, your bookmarks, and they'll uh, on any purchases you'll make, you know, they'll shoot a little bit of commission back. It won't change anything on your end. It'll just you know throw some pennies my way, and also follow us on on various forms of social media. Uh, like always, you can go to uh, Twitter and Instagram at Fresh is the Word One. That's Fresh is the Word than the number one. Or you can go to uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash Fresh is the Podcast. And please, please, please share any links that we uh, post. It'll definitely help out the podcast. And if you can, go to iTunes and uh, search Fresh is the Word and give, give us a uh, bit of a good rating if you like the show. And that'll help out a lot. Quick programming note this week, I don't have any guests. So. Like always, I'll be joined with my guest host, hip-hop artist from Detroit, MMA and wrestling connoisseur, and proud Marine, V-Styles. How you doing today? Right. Hey, I'm great, man. I'm great, man. Salute to all my devil dogs out there. Today is our day. It's our birthday, November 10th, 241 years old. Yeah, I'm highly motivated, and let's get it. Oh, definitely. This is uh, the first edition of the podcast post election election that seemed like has been going on forever i can't remember a time and a place a world without this hillary clinton versus donald trump election it feels like one of those mm-hmm. really bad cold winters that we have here where you can't remember yeah. the last time it was warm out that's how it feels De- <laughs> definitely feel you on that man definitely feel you we living in a different world right now it, it's a whole different world people are freaking out uh, and it, it it's just weird right now. And I like what you said uh, on Facebook. You know, you li- you know, you lived through the Reagan era, so mm-hmm. we can do this. This ain't this ain't shit. And you know, I'm with everybody as far as how they're feeling. Um, you know, you you be on social media, and you you know, people try to you know. Uh, there's a lot of people out there right now that just want some emotion, you know, very emotional. And I totally get it. Yeah. And 
you see a lot of people acting out now in the streets and, you know, destroying their cities and stores and all that type of crazy stuff. I get it. Um, but I also believe similar to what David Banner said, um, this could be the pop, this could be possibly the best thing that ever happened to, to people, minorities. Um, it's a wake up call. It's a wake up call for what's, you know, really important. Um, not a Donald Trump fan at all. Um, uh, you know, if you represent that guy, you might as well call yourself a bigot. Right. You know, I know some, I know some black people out there, you know, some minorities out there that, that, uh, you know, tend to go that way as far as Donald Trump. I get some of the people that go, um, the Republican way. And to me, it's more of a status than anything. So if you have a business, you're going to go with who's going to give you the best cuts as far as your, your business is concerned. So I totally get that. So I don't want to say everybody is a bigot, right? but you got some people out there that, you know, they've been using, you know, Donald Trump is nothing but a vessel for them. You know, they, they've been afraid all their lives to speak how they really feel. Now that this guy come out and says the things that he says, now they're all of a sudden strong enough to say, hey, you know what? Yeah, he's one of us. I, 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 that's how I feel. So now you got people, they brave now. It's like they come out the Woolworth, you know, and these people have been right. here. This is, this to me, is the Obama effect. Um, the same way, you know, and I hate to even be like this, but the same way um, Obama came into office eight years ago, um, the first four years, okay, you, you, we have, we're dealing with generations now. You're dealing with people that at that time couldn't vote. Um, then their parents, uh, they either didn't vote or they're necessarily outnumbered to where it didn't make a difference if they, if they voted or not. Then you got their grandparents, you know, that's still around, that's still teaching their beliefs. So you have basically several generations that have come out the woodwork, you know, and, and, and bunches uh, to elect Donald Trump. I told, I've been telling, me and Mo talk about a lot of politics, man. I think that people will be amazed. Like, MMA is the, probably the last thing that we even talk about. We don't even talk <laughs> about MMA until it's fight time. Our conversations be about real life, and with Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, you know, being you know one of the top things that was going on this past year, you know, we talk about that about that more than anything. And I told him, I said, man, Donald Trump got a real good chance of winning. And he said, why do you think that? Because you know we think differently, you know, upon you know the, the spectrum, you know. But I said, Donald Trump has a real good chance of winning. And he said, why do you think that? I said, man, because people are going to come out that have never came out before right. to make sure that he gets in office. I said, man, we got people that have never voted before. You got people that aren't afraid. They're going to come out in droves. And we're, I don't think people saw this. I, for whatever reason, I kept seeing that. I'm like, man, people are going to they gonna come out in droves because you got a president, you got a black president of eight years, Okay, now it's possible that a female can go 
in office right after Obama, I was like, that's too much for certain people. That's too much. They can't handle that. Oh, definitely. I said, so they're going to come out and they're going to they're going to put one of their own in office. So when so when you see, you know, people endorsing him and the KKK, KKK endorsing him and all these other different hate groups endorsing them, there's a lot of dumb people that's walking, you know, in America, and I hate to be like this, but you know, 67 percent of people of white of white people that have GEDs or high school diplomas, not not college degrees, but only GEDs or high school diplomas, yeah. they came out and voted for Donald Trump. 54 percent of white women voted for Donald Trump. And this dude is a sexist. This dude is, you might as well call him a rapist. Right. This is unheard of. So I just had a feeling that he was going to win. And I feel like the reason Hillary lost, um, I'm not a Hillary Clinton person. Um, never rock with her. I've been dogging her out for 25, 30 years now, and I'm not going to stop. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a Hillary fan. I'm, you know, people get caught up in, I think, first off, I think she spent so much time trying to be the first woman president. You know, you put, when you say stuff like, you're going to break the, break the glass ceiling and, you know, a woman and then, okay, I get all of that. You don't need to remind people. You don't know. You don't, exactly, because we see it. So we, we constantly hearing stuff like that. And, I do think she caught a couple bad breaks with the WikiLinks and with the FBI doing a little slick shit to her. You know, that's part of the game, though. Um, but I think overall her arrogance is was her downfall. Uh, when you don't go to states that you should go to, yeah. Um, you know, when you, you know, presidents or president candidates and stuff like that, they 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 tend to don't come to urban areas until contests like this are going on. Uh, you go on the breakfast club or Charlemagne the God and you, you, you say, um, well, uh, you know, what's the one thing that people don't know about you? You know, what, what are you carrying your purse? Oh, I carry hot sauce. And, you know, I'm sitting up here like, really? So they say hot sauce? It's like, well, well you know, sound like you're pandering to the black folks. Like, come on, and man. You get like, on, come on. Like, <laughs> then, then, then you get, but then, then, then she get on air and then she says, is it working? Like, who does that? Who, like, wow, man, some, sometimes. Just keep it real, man. You know, just, say, just, just keep yeah, it real. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You, don't you need, know, so. You don't need to do black folk things to, to uh, reach out to black folks. Just be real, you know. Just be real. Be 100 all the time. And that's my problem with people. You know, you know, people are going to accept you for who you are, regardless of race, gender, you know, how you are. They're going to accept you if, if they mess with you or not. Right. You don't have to go out your way to try to make them like you. And to me, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't real, you know. Um, so I've seen this shit happening, man. So that's why I'm not, I, this doesn't bother me. I'm not scared. I was going to continue to work every day on the things that I work on and worry about the things that I can control. Um, who knows? 
Donald Trump can get in there and he can do some things that could possibly be good. You got to look at it like this. If the president fails, you fail. So, you know, you don't want to fail. You want to hope that he has success because if he succeeds, then you succeed. And that's no way of me saying at all that I'm a Donald Trump person at all. No, you know, I'm just, I'm just, you just have to, I'm, I'm uh, just be, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. At this point, you just have to try to, you know, work with it. You know, this is the world we're going to be living in. And, yeah, man. and there's mm-hmm. been, there's been a lot of like, and I understand the, you know, the legitimate traumatic things that are going on with people with this decision that happened. And this election did, you know, as you say, like poke on that underbelly of this nation and reawaken something mm-hmm. that's been dormant for a little while because things that have become more socially accepted have been really strong in our society. But when you mm-hmm. have from and this is and this is, you know, like you were talking about um, the things that sort of Hillary failed on um, mm-hmm. this, this is something I think that, uh, you know, was there another reason why Donald Trump came out on top? And uh, this is this is just uh, you know a brief story uh, that I heard. Um, I was actually listening to uh, Chael Sonnen's podcast recently with Tim Kennedy, and Tim mm-hmm. Kennedy being a uh, an that's act- my man. I love Chael. Chael is good too. Yeah, Tim Kennedy is an active vet right now. He's an active vet. MMA is number two in his life. He's an first and foremost. A vet, a sniper, what, blah blah blah, and he. Oh, so he's still active in the in the army. Oh yeah, he's still active. Oh, see, you know what? I didn't know. Bro, bro, that's dope. Okay, so they're allowing him to fight. Okay, that's cool. Tim, okay, Tim Kennedy is a whole other story. Listen to Chael Sonnen's podca- podcast recently with him. There's so much crap. It's it's crazy in regards to him being a vet. But he said mm-hmm. that um he don't necessarily you know agree with. He's never been a Trump fan. Necessarily agreed with most of the stuff. But Donald like he was still um you know active recently um at one of his bases or whatever. And Donald mm-hmm. Trump came to uh, visit you know wherever he was at. And he, you know, uh-huh. Donald Trump was doing a lot of one-on-one with people. He actually got to talk with them. And what, what he came out, what Tim Kennedy came out of it was, he's like, Donald Trump actually had a lot of smart people around him. He got some actual uh-huh. people that were really knowledgeable about, I, there's things that come out, like in the news about he's appointing this person and that person. And people the EPA don't, person, yep. Yeah, but there's other people that he has that doesn't make it to the news, apparently, that are really strong, really knowledgeable about what they're, you know, what they, what they are about, you know? Mm-hmm, and that's what mm-hmm. he got out of it, and he became a Trump supporter because of that. He saw that there was these really smart people. So I think that's what really led Trump to win this presidency was sort of these one-on-ones that he had with people that could voice their opinions to people, the, the people that he was looking for to reaching, you know? And, and that's some shit Hillary would never do. Yeah. And that's what, that's what Hillary was failing at. She was yep. like you are saying, you're, she was being the whole hot sauce thing and like, whatever you don't need to do. Like as a, you don't need to do that. As a yeah. white woman r- run for president, you don't need to, you know, fake the funk, man. Just be real. Say that you have like a Harry Potter book or in your in your purse. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, like <laughs> she could have she could have said she could have said some shit like, "The Wire is one of my favorite shows," 
and we would have got it. We would have been like, oh, okay, you know, um, maybe it's the question. Maybe, but she fucked that up bad. <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, are you fucking kidding me? So, uh, <laughs> right. No. Right. It's like, what, if come on, New- what if she didn't know you? What if she? What if she came to the radio station with Tim's on in New York? <laughs> we Tim. We we Tim's. You know that. Motherfuckers would have had a cl- uh, a field day with that, man. <laughs> oh man, like you know, and that's what it really felt like. It felt like you know, like it just wasn't genuine. And when it's not genuine, you could you you can see through it, man. But this is. When you got 54, women put her in the White House. I mean, excuse me, women put Trump in the White House. You, how bad are you when 54% of the white women vote for Donald Trump with all the sexist stuff, all the crazy things he I think said? With that, you know, I think with that, with the reason why he got the majority of white women is because I think white women cared more about their white privilege more than being a woman woman and that that says a lot man that says a lot and then i, I see this thing online where people are like oh Michelle, we want you to do I, I just gave y'all some numbers you think michelle obama has a chance in 2020 if she was decided to run for presidency and 50 54 percent of white women put trump in office no, that's not going to, it's not, let her be, let her, you know, and I like Michelle. I think she was a great first woman, um, first lady, excuse me. Um, I think she, you know, I still think she's great. Uh, do I think is a possibility? Sure. It's, you know, hell, Donald Trump just won. Anything's possible these days. But I, I don't think, um, I just don't think the establishment will allow that. No, and no, it, for all of us right now, you know, it's either we're all going to, you know, get self-knowledge or we're going to fall behind the, by the wayside and just be, you know, a normal person. You know, I think all of us, this is a wake up call. We need to all, you know, we need to all come together and figure out what it is that we want. Um, I was talking to Mo yesterday, man, and, um, we really love giving back to communities and, you know, things like that. There's, there's no feeling in the world when you're talking to a kid, you know, and that kid is looking at you as uh, a star or something that he wants to be. And you can make a difference in that person's life right? just by kicking it with them and, and, and motivating that person. Mo's Mo talking about getting into politics after his, after his career, you know, fighting wise is over. And I think that might be his calling, man. People don't, um, and me too, you know, at least here in Michigan, I don't know what it is that I would try, but everything starts with, you know, down, you know, you, everything starts locally. So in order to move forward, you gotta, you just gotta figure out certain shit, man. And, you know, I know how, how I am, you know, I think I will be a great activist. Uh, and I think Mo will be an excellent one, man. That dude is very smart, man. We we just want to get back to our communities and 
you know, let people know, you know, hey, that there is a way. You don't have to necessarily be an athlete or you don't have to be a rapper or you don't have to be a singer. Like, we got to get out of all these crazy stereotypes um, on, you know, being successful other than being an athlete, a mu- musician or something like that. What, what about the, the regular people? You know, let's 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 hook up with some regular people, man. Let's try to make a difference. You know, I just think people scared right now. Um, I think they need to calm down. First off, it's what November tenth. He doesn't. You know, inauguration is not until what January twentieth. Yeah. You know, so we 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 got a you know a couple months to play with, but I don't think people um, going out and doing crazy stuff in the street is not really gonna. You know, it's not going to change anything. Yeah, in it's, fact, it's crazy. It's crazy that there's. I know I get the legitimate trauma and scare. You mm-hmm. know, everybody's being scared right now. Do you do it after the election? No, you do it after. Yeah, and election. that's the thing. Am I missing something? <laughs> Why are people protesting so hard right now? Like, like, did right. people not believe this was going to happen? Like, did they think this was just a joke? They're like, nah, he ain't gonna. Just, no, this. Most people did. Look, I'm telling you, most people, and that's what she is. <laughs> Look, I'm okay. She, Hillary, this is how arrogant she was. Right. When, when we seen the numbers and it was like, wow, Donald Trump will win this. And I already said, I told him, I was like, man, that dude's got a good chance of winning. I'm telling you, they go come out. Um, and then when we start seeing them numbers and we start seeing him getting closer, and then when. If when when the two seventy, uh, I think I think he had two seventy six or something like that at the time. Yeah. But when we seen he reached that number, um, if you look at our past, with the exception of probably Al Gore, um, but if you look at our, our past, most people come out, you know, with their concession speech, you know, after they find out what the numbers are, you know, you give it an hour or two, then you come out and say, hey, I want to congratulate, blah 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 blah. She didn't come out until 11.30 the next day to concede. Now, if that's not arrogance, I don't know what is. You know, I I don't think she had a a concession speech ready because she didn't expect to lose. She went in there and she knew she was going to win. Hell, she probably already was building her staff. Um, People was getting ready to move. They like, a lot of people's lives got messed up the other day because they, in their minds, they were all going to the White House. Right. So in, in her mind, I don't think she saw this coming because of all of these, you know, these stats that we see on TV and CNN and how they're projecting Hillary's going to run away with this election. I'm like, man, okay. <laughs> say that if y'all want to, but I don't see that happening. So you mean to tell me you don't have a succession speech ready? Win or lose, you're supposed to have both them speeches ready. Oh, definitely. You know, I heard and Trump you had waited his. until you waited until eleven thirty a.m. the next morning to get it. Right. Come on, man. That just showing me that you went that that you took it for granted. You took she took for granted that Barack's people was going to be there for her. And I've never been a Hillary Clinton person. Never. You know, I think she's dirty just like most people think she's oh, dirty. Yes. Yeah. Do I think she would have made a better president? Um, who knows? I'm not for sure. Um, 
you know, who knows? I just think her whole thing was be the first woman in the White House. That was her biggest thing. And if and if you're going to do that, then we should have had Elizabeth Warren there. <laughs> yeah. Elizabeth Warren, she, she, she messed up. She messed up in a lot of ways. She could have did a woman woman ticket. If she, let's say she would have said, hey, Elizabeth Warren, you want to be my VP? I think Bernie's fans or Bernie supporters would have came on. Like, you know what? She got Elizabeth Warren. Okay. You know, cause we all look at we all look at Elizabeth Warren like she's a female Bernie Sanders. Yeah. So we all would have jumped on the board of that. I'm totally against Hillary Clinton, but if she would have grabbed Elizabeth Warren or Bernie, I think that would have been a tipping no way point. In the world. That would have been a tipping point of this election. That would have been exactly. And she wouldn't have lost. She would not have lost had she done that. But her arrogance, you know, maybe it's the Clinton way. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but her her arrogance, you know, had her go in a different direction. So there it is. I I, I will say this. Um, I do think Donald Trump's a bigot. Yeah. Uh, I think a majority uh, of white males um, that voted for that guy, you know, it's a possibility they could be, you know, the same as him. I can't say 100% that everybody is like that because, like I, like I said before, certain people, they choose the Republican side for just numbers you know everything is a numbers game when you have have businesses so i totally get that i got friends that are republicans and you know i don't look at them like you know they can't be you know the way that we're typically describing a trump supporter they they just can't be that way herschel walker is a big trump supporter and he's lost a lot a lot of friends you know in the last couple months because of his support um of donald trump so his experience with Donald Trump might be different than what we see on television. Um, Mike Tyson is a huge supporter of Donald Trump. Um, I think Dana White gave his support to Donald Trump based on what happened in the early years of UFC. When you when you allow uh, when you allow something like the UFC to come into your Trump hotels, you know, to fight out of there, you know, when they really didn't have a budget. So I think that was more of a loyalty thing. Right. But, but a majority, and when I say a majority, I mean the people that you don't hear about, like people that's in the barns, the people that's homeschooled, um, the David Dukes, and, and you know, the, the, the people that we just don't see in everyday life, they came out and put this man in office. And I'm just totally shocked at the women, though. Women generally jump on the women train. That's just how it is. Right. You know, oh, woman, I'm every woman. But 54% of women voted. You know, now black women, I think uh, I think it was something like 93% of black women uh, voted for Hillary, and that's cool. Yeah. But 54% of your own, and I hate to put it in, the, in this way, but if your own kind didn't vote for you, what does that have to say about you? You know, and I'm with, I wouldn't have voted for her neither, but what what does that say about you? That's that's arrogance at his best, man. So um, I just think we need to sit down and see how this plays out, man. You know, I never was a big 
I don't, I don't like Obamacare. I don't like that shit. That shit is corny. That shit, um, you're raising people premiums. You're talking about, like, you know, I, 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 let's see. How can I say this? When you're used to paying, like, maybe $500 a month for insurance, and then your shit goes up to 1000 a month, and it's forced on you because of Obamacare, I never asked for that shit. Never asked for it. It's forced on you. So you forcing me to pay another five hundred dollars, another $500 because this is some shit that you implemented. I didn't, I like the shit better than, you know, I liked it better the way it was before. Now, do you want everybody to have universal health care? Yeah, in a perfect world, sure, that would be great. I mean, you can go over to Canada and it's right like that over in Canada. But here in the United States, unfortunately, everybody don't have medical. Um, our veterans, for the most part, are, are left out in the cold. You know, they use and abuse, um, and they get left out in the cold. Um, I didn't ask for this. At the end of the day, you have to worry about you and yours. You can't be concerned about everybody else. So I like it much way. I, I, I like to the way it was before where, where I got to pay a deductible now. And this most people that I talk to when we talk about this healthcare stuff, I got to pay a deductible. Like, so I got to pay 20, I got to pay like a $2,500 deductible before my insurance kicks in. And I, and I have good insurance. Right. So right. my shit went up basically just because you forced something down our throats. That's not cool. I didn't ask for that. So um, one of the first things he said he's going to do, you know, in, a, in his 100 days in office is repeal Obamacare. I'm curious to see how that's going to work because it might benefit a lot of people. You know, now some people will be left out in the cold, and I'm definitely sorry about that. Um, but at the end of the day, you can only do what you can do as far as, you know, your family. And so I don't worry. I can't worry about everybody else. I have to worry about my family. So hopefully that gets repealed because I, you I know, think, I think some of the things that I say one, people with that too, one, if like, I could say one thing, if I could say one thing wait, about his eight years in office, that's the one thing that I hate. Right. I hate Obamacare. And I think, I think the one thing that uh, people are kind of scared with the whole Trump thing in regards to that is that I don't think anybody understood like what he was going to, what his plan was to do after repealing it, you know, and they have a plan in place, but it hasn't been, it hasn't been put out yet. But the guy, uh, I forget who it was that I've seen the other day. Um, but they have a plan in place. Uh, cause all Hillary was going to do was she was going to come in and she was going to try to fix all the bad shit and she was going to rename it. You know, um, that's all she was going to do. She was going to keep the same thing and then try to fix all the, 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 the fuck shit with that. That's wrong with it. And, and still keep it. And to me, that's still, you know, that's still the problem. That's still just putting like some band-aids over that. Premiums. That's still putting like some band-aids so, that are still going to bleed through, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, um, I'm all with the repealing. Hopefully we can go back. Hopefully we can go back to how it was, man. And, uh, you know, the one thing, you know, you got to look at the pros and the cons. I mean, I'm definitely not no Trump guy, but... Uh, one of the things that I kind of look at is he's not a um, 
He's not a puppet. He's not one of he's not one of Washington's own. He's not a politician. So let's say he go in there and he do shake it up. We don't know. We don't we really don't know what's gonna happen. So I say we need to sit down and you know, the 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 contest is over. And that's, won. and that's why it's important for us to get educated and build our own things and also vote people into the Congress and House of Representatives and our local governments that we also yep. that we also believe in that we because local government is so important and I think people they they undervalue they don't think about the the, the local uh, government man that's local government is probably more important than federal government because it all starts at the bottom so you got to set yourself up at the bottom before you can go to the middle and reach the top but people don't think about local government they don't think about it at all. Yeah, because when it comes down to it, people just, you know, think about the big things, the things that are, like, you know, sexy or things that are, like, pop yeah. culture, you know? The, you know, the presidency is a, you know, a popular big pop culture thing, you know? Uh, local government, that, that's, you know, that's boring, you know? And when, when, it, when, it, when it comes down to it, the president, the president is nothing but a figurehead, man. You, you know, when, when, when you got the, the Federal Reserve, whoever runs the Federal Reserve for the most part, runs our government. So if you don't know that, you need to look that up. Right. You know, and the Federal Reserve is not even federal. It's just called the Federal Reserve. So, you know, it's a lot of things. I, I love um, the, the kid that, I uh, can't think of his name, but uh, he's from my second hometown, Inkster. I think he was the Inkster mayor. Now he's, uh, I think he's, uh, let's see, what is a councilman now? Can't think of dude's name. Yeah, I think I saw. He's a I young saw, kid. Yeah, I saw who you're talking about. I forget his name, but yeah, he's you know, he's, he's doing his he's thing. He's doing but... it the right way. Yeah. You know, he's 21 years old. I think he was the youngest mayor at 18. Um, that dude's gonna be going some places, man. He is. He, um, you know, I think he had temperament to do it. You know, he stayed the course. You know, maybe he can be what Kwame should have been. You know. Um, yeah, government is uh. <laughs> Let's see, government, religion. What well, what is the thing that separate us? Government, religion, or what else? Um, thought it was it's always three things people shouldn't talk about: government, religion. Uh, I can't think of the third one, but right. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's it's um, yeah. I ain't scared, man. I ain't scared. I just gotta wait. I gotta see how this shit plays out. Yeah, yeah. Shit don't yeah. bother me, and it is what it is, man. Bring it. But <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I just of... <laughs> hope I just hope that people understand that you know if you bring that that racist shit you know all that corny shit toward me yeah it can be some problems man I, I love everybody right but don't bring that corny shit toward me man because I ain't about all that yeah and before we move on to a different topic um in regards to like the sort of arrogance of people thinking that um Trump wouldn't win this presidency. I knew I knew that this was a uh, a possible outcome for a while now, and the moment that I realized that it was a possible outcome, this I forget when, but it was a while back when things were starting to get cooking in the uh, the elections. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you know that like sort of activist that um, punk rock group activist Pussy Riot? Uh huh. Yeah, the one the one woman from there, she said, and "This is, this will simply put everything in perspective." She's like. Well, yeah. Are they out of jail yet? Um, yeah. 
Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, cool. the Thank one you. the one woman from uh, Pussy Riot said, "Well, Russia thought Vladimir P- um, Putin was a joke too." Yeah. See. <laughs> see, and now that look, that alone speaks volumes. Like, I really think I don't think people understand. Like, what it's like. What have y'all done? What have you done? I th- I don't think people, you know, they took Donald Trump as a joke off rip. And and the man look, put it this way. And I hate to even be like this, but if Donald Trump can be the president, anybody, anybody with a certain type status can be president. Um that dude has no political experience. This whole Life is real estate, casinos, golf courses, um, you know, reality shows. That's his whole life. So you mean to tell me you can just up and run for president and your whole campaign can be based on bigotry, based on hate, because that's what he ran his campaign on. You, You know, you don't have to. You don't have to necessarily say certain things. You know, you could, you hear it in the undertone. You know, so when you when you look, and, and if you go back to the debates, he never said anything that was significant. No. Never. You, if you go back, I got all these debates uh, recorded on my DVR. He never once said anything significant that meant anything. He cracked a lot of jokes. He said a lot of slick shit, but he didn't say any fucking things. Like, oh damn, he's right. Well, other than other than Hillary, crooked Hillary. I mean, yeah, he's right on that. And know the but, funny thing is about that is that for 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 decade years and decades, our our comedians, our TV shows have been poking fun at that particular thing where somebody can say some say nonsense. And the general public will eat it up. Dude, dude. How did the fucking Simpsons how did they know? How did they know? <laughs> right. How the fuck did they know? I mean, come on, bro. Dude. That's I mean, I need we need to find out who they writers are. We need to do something, man. We need I, I need to know if they can give us some future lottery numbers or something, because this is crazy. Dude. This is really this is this is the Simpsons, and this is Back to the Future all rolled up in one. And fucking Donald Trump is Biff. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this is crazy. Look, Cubs won the World Series. Biff became president. What the was it, Biff? Fuck? What the fuck? His name was Biff, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you man, you remember you remember the Cubs won the World Series and then he became president. Yes, and he had his own casinos and all that shit. This is Back to the Future and the Simpsons rolled up in one. And, and like, how how do people predict shit like this? It's like, wow, man, that may be twenty seventeen. Yeah, it was twenty seventeen. Wow, this fucking crazy. So y'all, everybody that's listening to this podcast right now. Go look at Back to the Future and go back to the episode in 2000 when they had, I don't know what episode it was, but it came out in 2000 when Donald Trump was the president. 
You're talking about 16 years later, that shit's happening. You know, and then with the Back to the Future, the Cubs won the World Series, and Biff was like the president. That shit is real. <laughs> Man, it, no, it's just crazy sometimes. Think about that. It's just crazy sometimes what our, what our, our pop culture or our books or these literary, you know, people can sort of predict, you know, just by being students of of our culture, of our society, you know, and they, they, yeah. there's, there's things that we've seen and we've digested that have, you know, shown the things that we're mad about now. Yeah. Yeah. I just wish, um, you know, you see these people out here rioting and doing stuff like that, man, that shit is not going to get you nowhere. People need to cut that shit out. People need to grow the fuck up too. I see a lot of, People on social media, if you voted, if you voted third party, then follow me. Are you out your fucking mind? And we're like, really? Like, first off, is your right to vote for who you want to vote for? Now, can we have a discussion about it? Can we have a discussion where we can agree to disagree and keep it moving without it being disrespectful? Sure, we can. We can do that. I don't agree with everything that, that my friends say. But what we do is we have dialogue and I'll see, you know, what that person is speaking on and they'll see what I'm speaking on and we'll either agree to it or not. And we keep it moving, but it don't get to the point where it's, oh, follow me. I can't believe, like, are you, if you voted for Justine or Johnson, fuck out of here, man. You ain't going to make nobody vote for Hillary Clinton if they don't want to, you know, and, you know, ah, I, people kill me. We just have a lot of we have a a lot of dumb fuck sticks that's walking around. If you vote it that way, <laughs> get out of here, man. Nah, it's oh, the American well. way to be able to do what you want. I mean, that's what we're supposed to be able to do, man. Is it's called a democracy, right? Right. Even though we don't, I mean, I look at I don't look at it like we're in a democracy because, like I said, I ain't asked for Obama shit. I ain't asked for Obamacare, so. When you forcing shit down our throats, it don't make me feel like we're in a democracy. You know, you may call they people may call it a democracy, but nah, you, you want to impress me. You know, you you want to impress me by a lot of shit, man. Start fixing shit that's that's wrong. You know, now people. Now we can even go to that to the um to, uh, and I'm naive on this as well. Um, think about uh the Star Spangled Banner. Now we've been singing that song. Forever. Forever. <laughs> um, and now you want to make it a, uh, an issue? Well, the thing is, if I, I think, and in knowing the history, you know, if you want to appease everybody, just because, because just because we don't sing that third verse does it, don't mean it don't exist. Right. So, so if you want to appease everybody and you want to do right by people, then, you know, now I don't, I don't think this will happen. Write another Star Spangled Banner to where it's not affecting people. Right. Um, I, I wasn't, you know, and, and again, I, I, I like to call myself patriotic and all of that crazy stuff. But as I got older, I started looking at things for, you know, for, for what it was, you know, I, I don't know everything, but when I do come up on something, it's like, wow, I never knew that. So now oh, I have to evaluate how I think about it. Um, I'm not a fan of the Star Spangled Banner anymore because 
that song was wrote for for you know it wasn't wrote for us. It was wrote for people you know that had slaves at the time. And, right, and well, I had no idea about any by, of that. By, it was wrote by a person that that owned slaves at the time. And right. if you listen to that third verse, you see what I'm saying. So, you know. Write a new one. Write a new Star Spangled Banner. What's wrong with that? They're not going to do that because they don't want to change history. You know, but yet you want us to be a certain way, but you won't change, you know, like in order to, in order for things to, to, to be a certain way, you have to get rid of all the bullshit. Yeah. And no, if you're not going to get rid of the bullshit, you still going to be at a standstill. So, you know, a lot of people got on Colin Kaepernick because he didn't vote. I'm not mad at him. Because he, he, for the most part, will be voting for the same thing that he's against right now. So why why vote? Why vote if, you know, like Stephen A. Smith, he's clowning me. It's like, dude, you know, how you go clown a guy that's, that's giving a million dollars away to different organizations for, for an uplifting movement? You know, knowledge right. is king, man. And you mad at this guy because he didn't vote? Fuck that, out of here, Stephen. That's Fuck still his. That's here. still his right, you know. It's a democracy, you know, and that's it. Exactly, it's his fucking right. So, you know, we just, we just, we live in a fucked up world, man. I just, uh, I just hope people educate themselves. Um, I hope, you know, I hope they're not afraid. I understand the concerns. I understand the worries, but I ain't scared of shit. Don't be, don't be afraid. Let's. Let's see what's going to happen. You know, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, uh, sit up here and say, well, let's give him a chance because they didn't want to give Barack a chance. Uh, right. the, the, his, you know, people were so against him because of his skin to where they didn't even want to, you talking about for eight years, you, you've had the Senate working against him. Anything he come across, anything that he bring across the table that they weren't going to approve, you know, and that's eight years of that. And if that's not disrespectful, I don't know what is. So we go from a culture like that to where people's like, "Oh, we should give Donald Trump a chance." I get that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit and and, and you know see what's gonna happen. But you know, motherfuckers didn't get Barack a chance. So let's just see what's gonna happen with uh, Donald Trump, man. I, I you do want him to succeed because if he succeeds, you succeed. You know, but I'm I'm more curious to when I go out the country next month. Um, you know, I know I'm going to have some people ask me some questions. Like, <laughs> Donald Trump's <the> president. <laughs> They're going to laugh at that shit, man. You know, you go to different countries, man. I'm telling you, America is looked at differently. You know, um, and I, I I can almost anticipate people asking questions about Donald Trump. You guys are you guys want to have a president Donald Trump? <laughs> That's funny. Oh yes, it is funny. Just like you said, they laughed at Putin at first. Okay. They laughed at him. You know, so it is what it is, man. But I hope people put their boots on. There's a lot of shit we about to deal with. <laughs> right, right. All right, moving on to something else. Um, I've I've made a decision in my life. Okay, before we start talking about some MMA stuff, I made a decision in my mm-hmm. life. And I've kind of touched upon it on my Facebook and stuff like that. Is that uh, I kind of want to just go straight edge in my life. I, I don't. I already don't do any drug of any sort. But I'm gonna. I think mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I think I'm finally just gonna give up drinking completely. Okay. I'm not mad at that, man. I got. I got friends that don't drink. 
you know, I got friends that uh, don't indulge in, in other things. It, it, it's, it's perfectly fine, man. People are going to love you for who you are regardless. So you my man. So I, I nah, if you if that's something that you want to do, then I support that 100%. Right. It was it was a thing and that the, I've, and, I've been thinking about for a long time now. Um, it's kind of like that one, la- that one last thing that kind of feels a little sort of like dirty or not dirty, but doesn't feel right with me anymore um because i mean when, okay when i was when i was first be, like an adult like 21 like 21 22 i didn't really drink at all man. i used to go to even when i was like 23 24 i um i used to go to the buddha lounge when uh shoes was spinning oh the buddha i used to man, drink I, I used to drink water the whole night you know but then like i remember that yeah. <laughs> Then there's, but there's people I met through that, that I ended up kind of getting out of my shell and I started partying and drinking more, which to a certain extent, I kind of, I'm glad that that happened. You know, um, I'm glad that I started indulging a little bit and getting myself out of my shell that I was in. Um, but I just feel like it's run its course. Um, I felt like after a while I was starting to be around people who, like, I want to have experiences in life, you know, like this year, I've had a lot of cool experiences because I did a lot of traveling in the Midwest to wrestling events and um, MMA. I went to UFC 203. Um, I went up north for uh, for um, for yoga fest. And that was probably one of the best experiences that I had. I had I had mm-hmm. true experiences. And I was getting around a lot of people who were who they think experiences always have to involve getting fucked up, you know. And no, nah, I don't. It don't. And it was getting very tiresome. I was starting. Oh, and the, and I've said this on, on this podcast before, like between like 2012, 2013, 2014, I was in a really bad relationship with this girl and it was ruining my life, you know, and 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 drinking was the least of issues at that time. <laughs> there right, was right. whole other ways that she was ruining my life. But when I came out of it, you know, rebuilding my life and everything, there was. I was sort of, you know, taking stock and things that I didn't want in my life anymore. And uh, I've gotten rid of a lot of things, a lot of types of people that I just don't want to be around. And I started to really be annoyed being around people that just want to drink all the time, you know. Um, right. I, I realized before, even before her, um, a lot of the girls that I date, all we did was go out and drink, you know. And my, my body really doesn't, uh, doesn't really bode well with alcohol sometimes you know mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. these days now that i've gotten my life on this totally different track you know totally doing some different things like i'm busy every day you know for the first time in my life i'm busy every day i'm not bored and i love it right. i i right. uh schedule things a month or two months in advance you know i got most of the stuff that i'm doing in the next two months already planned out I don't have time for a hangover anymore. It just hangovers screw me up for a couple of days, you know? So mm-hmm. it's just something I needed to cut out of my life, you know? And I, and I've tried to before, but I was very half hearted, but I like had an experience a week ago that kind of finally like, like, la- la- like last Wednesday was the last time I drank and I kind of got a little, give me, give, 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 give me the short version. <laughs> not, not, I mean, I mean, you could tell the long version if you want to. Oh, the long and the short version are the same. What, 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 what happened? Is it, everybody have a point to where it make them like, okay, this that's it. What it, happened? It was the long and the short are pretty much the same. It was just like 
I was having fun all night. I went to a concert. I went to this Asking Alexandria shows, metalcore band. I remember that. I yeah. remember you posting about it. So beforehand, I you know went and get some, got some, got some drinks. Went went to the show, mm-hmm. got some more drinks. I decided to stay out because the Cubs game was still on. It was uh, it was the final game, and so I went back to a couple of joints and like you know had you know. <laughs> You know, I had a few more drinks and I was fine. But then I realized I was starting to really act in a very, very bad way. Like I was, okay. I was texting people some very stupid things. <laughs> oh wow! Wow! And, you woke up. Hey, when you woke up the next morning, do you remember any of that? Oh, I I remembered. Well, kind of. And I remember some of the things that I did, but then I don't remember some of the texts that I sent out. And then I saw them. I'm like, shit. Nothing that was too bad, but I was very kind of embarrassed that I that I said this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've had these instances before. I don't drink every day. I don't drink at the crib. I only drink when I go out. And I don't even go mm-hmm. out that much. But sometimes when I go out, I think I might overdo it because... I'm in this position in the city, in this area where I know a lot of people, especially people who work mm-hmm. in bars. So they hook you up, you know, and uh, sometimes, you know, you know, the night can get out of hand. You know, life can come at, come at you really fast, you know. All right. And the thing is, is that I already back in 2007, I already caught a DUI back in 2007. So I already have one under me. And that was mm-hmm. during a very... No, that was 2008 that that happened. But um, and that came at a very weird time in my life that after a few years of partying with a, few, with a group of people, we all kind of went our separate ways. And I just, you know, was still partying, but alone, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's how that happened. Um, but, I, you know, it's kind of to the point where, you know, I'm in my 30s now and I just realize I'm like, no, I'm starting to scare myself again, and I might get in trouble again. And I don't need that in my life. Because um, for that year after I finally got, like, handed down my punishment for that DUI, I really couldn't do mm-hmm. shit for a year, you know? And I had to tell a lot of people what I was doing and what I was, and I wasn't fully in control of my life after that for, like, a whole year, you know? And... I, you know, it's just to the point where I don't do it as much anymore. I don't go out and party that much anymore just because I'm busy and I'm older. But I still just need to cut it out completely, you know, because I overdo okay. it. Okay, I, I ain't mad at it. you. And, and I, yeah. I feel good about the decision now. It's just like I've, I've tried other times this year to do it, but I was very half-hearted about it and really didn't. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna quit drinking, blah blah blah. Then the next week, I'm like, doing it again, <laughs> or like, so. But this time, it feels different. You know what I'm saying? And and I and I know and I know other people that are sober now who have gone through shit. And even even our boy Royce the Five Nine, you know, that was like the big that was the big kind of angle of his story of his uh, recent album. You know, is you know everybody sort of you know talked about his sobriety and everything and how it's helped him get back into the, you know, he, he's, he's at a, the, a better place than he's ever been as an artist, you know, because of that. So it, it's, it, it just, I'm at that point where it, it just no longer need, fits into my life. So I'm going to 
do my best to just, you know, stay away from it. Well, you know what? You my man. You know, I love you, Kelly, and, and I support your decision. Um, you might come over here a couple times, <laughs> and, you know, we might be doing some things, and you might see a bottle of Hennessy, Hennessy on the table. <laughs> just look away. Look away. Believe me. <laughs> Wait, I'll say this. I'll say this. Believe me, Hennessy never talks to me. <laughs> okay, cool. Cool. cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I ain't go front either. I, I've, um, I'm, I'm real lucky as well, man. I, um, oh man, I got a Roy story. Too, man. Um, I think, I think uh, at around the time, actually, it was Cornerstone Mixtape 100. It was hosted by DJ Revolution and Green Lantern, and my man Blaze Wong, um, who worked for Cornerstone, and uh, let's see, who's, a, who's all up there? Well, Blaze Wong is, is the one that asked for the song, and um, Blaze asked uh, Mark, he's like, man, you think we could, you know, do a, you know, record or whatever, and get voice and maybe somebody else on it, so... You know, he wound up telling me, um, Rob Stone, that's the dude. Uh, they, they run corner stores. Rob Stone, um, Blaze work for him, uh, Drew High from Duck Down. They, right. they do like a little mark, they do like a little marketing thing every month. And they have, from month to month, they have a different, um, DJ from different states. Like whoever the hottest DJ in the state, they put out like a, they put out like a corporate mixtape, and it'd be right. new songs that's coming out, the dirty versions, and the, the the singles that they're pushing on the other side. Yeah, I remember and, that. And, and you remember that? And it was sponsored by Chrysler and a couple. Of, it was just like a marketing mixtape. But they um, asked me to do a record, so I'm like, cool. So I hit Royce up. I hit Gov up first. Gov did this crazy ass beat. It's called the Big Three. Um, I hit up uh, Royce. And I hit Guilty up, and we all went up to Hex Studio um, off of, uh, no, not Hex Studio, it was Trick Trick Studio. Off, uh, well, yeah, it was Trick Studio. Yeah. Um, went up there, and we recorded a joint, you know, called The Big Three. And we celebrated that night, man. And uh, me and Royce, I'm a Hennessy drinker at, at the time. He's a, you know, he drank Patron. He drank Patron like it was water. I'm talking about like, <laughs> man, I'm talking about, no, that's why I'm so proud of him today, man. To, to, to know where he come from, to see him now, it's like, wow, man. You know, and, and you know, he, I, I watched that guy develop, man. So good for him. Good for him. But, man, I said, you know what, I'm going to, it's my fans. It's my cousin. Boy, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm going to drink what he drank. Man, look, I drank some Patron. I'm like, this ain't hell. This ain't shit. <laughs> Same shit. Give me more, more. I mean, you just take, you you consume so much of that shit to when finally, it's like, wait a minute. What the fuck? What's going on right now? Right. Oh, shit. look, bro. I was taking him home. Um, Back then, he lived in Walled Lake. I was taking him home, man, and it was about 2, 3 in the morning. Somehow, we ended up at a rest stop in Howell, Michigan. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, 
How, bro? How? Yeah, how? I already know. <laughs> um, um, so I woke up probably about eight o'clock, eight o'clock a.m. I'm on the driver's side. The let's see, the ignition still was in drive. Um, my foot was on the brake. Holy shit! The entire night. Um, and I don't know. I don't know how I didn't roll out onto ongoing traffic. I just don't know how. I don't know how that didn't happen. So, you know, that's definitely the supreme being up there, man. But I woke up the next morning. I woke up and I looked at Rose. Rose was knocked out. And I said, oh, my God, man. You know what's funny? I had to, well, As soon as I went to go turn around, man, they, they, I had a fucking accident. I had a bad accident, man. So, yeah, that that that, that was a, a – man. I mean, and we still went and recorded uh, later on that day, too. But, yeah, it was uh, – yeah, I got a couple of Roy stories. <laughs> <laughs> that shit, man. But, yeah, you know, i never forget the trooper. You know, trooper came up, and she was real cool, and – She's like, when well, last time you drinking? I, I said, uh, you know, it was probably about one in the morning. She said, okay. She just she gave me like a police report number, and she didn't do the sobriety shit, and and it just worked. It worked out. Right. So you know, it is what it is. But yeah, man, that, that definitely, um, you know, nothing wrong with straight edge, bro. Nothing wrong with that, man. If that's what you go do, go for it. Right. I'm I definitely d- go support you, though. Thank you, man. Yeah, I just had a few like really close calls this year. In like, cause, and I don't, and I don't even really go out and drink that much. But like the times I did, I just had a few close calls. Like I did have one where I was like, it was like a Monday night. I remember I went to a, there was a couple, um, like like more indie rock shows that were going on, and I had a few drinks at each mm-hmm. of them, and I ended up in uh, Royal Oak to get me some like, probably like a Comet Burger or something, and. Mm-hmm. So I had a few drinks in me, and I was on my way home. You know, I was just I just wanted to go home, go to sleep at that time. I was just like, shit. But, um, and I was and I was about to hit the free hit the expressway, hit six ninety six, and I get pulled over, and I'm like, shit. I'm like, oh, I don't know how this is gonna end up, man. So the cop comes up to me and starts starts uh, uh, you know, questioning me and everything, and. I was able to like answer everything really quickly. The one thing I I, I feel like won it for me was, um, and I'm glad I looked at the uh, looked at what time it was. He go he, he goes, tell me what time it is, but don't but don't turn your head to look at it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I like quarter to three, and he's like, okay. And then he goes back, comes back, and as soon as he walks away, I turn my head and look at it. It was like two forty two, and I was like. Oh shit! <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so glad. I'm like, damn, I got that right, man. And I'm like, um, so he just came back with a uh, a speeding ticket because I was going a little, I was speeding on Washington, and I was Give like, lessons, bro. And I was just like, oh, that scared the shit out of me, man. Because I don't know where, I don't know how that could have ended, man. <laughs> I look, I had a show one night. I had a show one night, uh, man, we, oh, we gonna talk, we talking, man, whew. Uh, man, I had a show one night, I can't remember the place, man, but it was like way, I, I want to say the Ritz or something, yeah, it may have been the Ritz, um, but, you know, when you, when you headlining, you know, they pretty much, 
you know, uh, give you what you want. And, oh. you know, so yeah. I was a Hennessy drinker, man. They brought me a fifth of Hennessy, and I had, like, two big old things, a Red Bull. So <laughs> I'm enjoying myself. So I'm, li- I'm living it up, you know. Um, you know, you got my money at the end of the night. And I look at Mark. I said, Mark, man, I'm uh, I'm tired, man. I'm about to go home, man. And, you know, because me and Mark, me and Mark the Spark was, was roommates at the time. Yeah. So I said, uh, I see, I see you, you know, later because he still had to, you know, get his DJ equipment. And uh, man, dude, you talk about totaling car. I, I totaled my car and the car that I hit got totaled. Oh damn! And and the state troopers are some assholes. You know, I yeah. shouldn't. I shouldn't be like, you know, all of them, but you know, for the most part, they could be dicks. Um, these two particular state troopers um, were real cool. They didn't uh, write me for a DUI. Um, they, you know, they wrote me a speeding ticket, and they helped me get home. And it was the coolest thing. Like I was like, wow, you know. And, and when I woke up the next morning, I was like, man, I, I I can't, you know. That's one thing I can't do anymore. So so when I like how I how I indulge is, you know, I'm at the crib, and when I pull it out, you know, I'm not going back out. I refuse to get behind the wheel, right? You know, all all fucked up. And, you know, I would rather do it in the confines of my, my home or with somebody else that I know is going to be responsible that's going to make sure that I get home correctly. Because I have no problem saying, hey, man, take the keys, bro. I need to send the back to <laughs> Right. There's no qualms about that. You know, I sleep on your couch before I even think about um, getting behind the wheel, you know, drinking. So, yeah, I, I can totally, uh, I respect that, and I, I can relate to that, man. You know, sometimes, sometimes it takes stuff like that, man. You need wake-up calls, man. So oh, definitely. It's always better better late than never. Right. It's it's like, like I said before, it's like one of the, one of the last things where I, that I want to really change in my life that's been kind of, I've been thinking about for a long time, and I, I feel like it finally feels right in my mind. Like, it's finally clicking <laughs> so i think this time it'll actually stick you know so hopefully you know hopefully i can get through all that you know but um all right let's move on to uh to some mma it's it's a one of the biggest weeks ever biggest weekends ever for mma with uh the ufc 205 card msg in new york finally there's Nah. MMA in uh in New York. But before we get to before we get to this big card, there's actually other shit going on this weekend outside of the UFC. Um uh-huh. this is actually a really big weekend for MMA in general. Um first off, I want to talk about is um this on the on on Saturday also over in the uh, over in the UK, um Cage Warriors is doing a uh an event. And it's going to be uh, headlined by somebody who's uh, who's got a big buzz behind him uh, right now, uh, uh, Patrick uh, the Patty uh, Plim- Plimbet. Have you uh, seen this guy before? Uh, nah, I'm not hip. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, you schooling me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's I'm I'm... right now. He's like the um, he's the feather, the featherweight champion for uh, Cage Warriors. Um, He's a he's an Irish guy, very very reminiscent of uh, Conor McGregor. He has uh, he's a lot of he has a lot of swag to him. 
has like uh has like some longer blonde hair you know and there's a lot of buzz about him uh a lot of people, a lot of your, you know, we've talked about it before in regards to the fans of UFC. You, you, know? you, you, you say, you say, what's his name? Uh, Petty, uh, Petty Pimblet. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm about to, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. You, you know, when you tell me stuff like that, I get real, <laughs> real curious. I don't like, I mean, you know, I'm glad you did it, but usually I'm the one that's telling people <laughs> about right. other people. So you got one up on me, um, right. and I appreciate that. I just learned something. So. Right? Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of buzz going around with this guy. Um, there's uh, Cage Warriors did definitely. Uh, you know, I think he did. Uh, like I said, re up, re up on another two years. Um, but uh, yeah, he's uh, he's the main event this uh, this weekend, uh, going against Arosa there. Um, so I'm uh, uh, I'm looking at him now. Yeah. Wow. Okay. They call him Patty the Batty. Patty the Batty. Yeah. Patty the Batty. Lord, Lord, have mercy. Let me see this. I'm looking. I'm definitely looking. Right. He um. There's been a lot of comparisons, of course, to Conor McGregor, but he's you know he's gone out recently saying he really doesn't like uh, Conor McGregor's attitude anymore because he uh, has uh, forgotten where he's come from. Yeah, because he ain't got Hollywood. Yeah, because he got Hollywood and he's forgotten where he's come from. That, that's what he says. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not surprised. A lot of people say it about a lot of fighters, man. But, uh, you know. Mm, mm, mm. It's hair. <laughs> To me, to me, okay. he, he he reminds me he like he would be in uh he would be in Def Leppard right at the beginning of their uh, existence. Let's see. He looks like on through the night, high and dry Def Leppard. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Lee Singer. Yeah. Wow, he does. Okay. All right. But uh. Yeah, I'm excited to see what goes on with uh, with that fight because there's definitely been a lot of um, hype going around with that guy. Um, also, this mm-hmm. weekend, um, also it'll probably be in the middle of the middle of the night for us, I, I believe. I don't know what the exchange time is, but uh, one champion. Rising? No, Ryzen ain't going on to uh, end of the year. They just announced uh, for the 20th, oh, yeah. for December 29th and the 31st. But uh, one championship's doing a big event uh, tomorrow. Oh yeah, they sure. Oh wow, okay. I'm gonna have to have to catch that. Yeah, and you, we should be able to catch it tonight. It should be on tonight. Yeah, I think I think it starts at like six in the morning for us, or I don't know, it's something. Uh, yeah, it, it, I I forget what the timing is for it, but um, that's being uh headlined for the their lightweight belt. It's uh Shinya Aoki versus uh Edward uh Foyant. Uh, full lands so um yeah i i i like uh aoki man he's a small guy man but you know um he he will he will he will submit your ass real quick yeah i've been because i follow a lot of the stuff uh online in regards to one championship and there's been a lot of hype and buzz with him uh going on um coming up to the coming up to this fight uh so Mm -hmm. that's uh that's definitely definitely some uh 
something to look out for. Um, also, uh, Bellator has a uh, has uh, has a card going on. Uh, looks like uh, actually they're doing that. To are they doing that tonight? Uh, it might be tonight, man. I'm. I'm oh wait a minute. It, uh, it looks like okay. What they're saying is it airs tomorrow night, but it's going on tonight. It's going on tonight, yeah. But it's, it's but it's, it but it airs in, on Spike tomorrow. Yeah, because I think it's in it's in Israel or something like that. Yeah, it's in Israel. Is so it? yeah, yeah, it's in Israel. Yeah, it's Koreshkov yeah. versus Lima. Who's on that card? Let me see. Yeah, the welterweight world oh, title. Let's go! Oh, Douglas Lima! Oh yeah, Lima beast too. Yeah, I I, I did see this. I didn't realize. Okay. Oh yeah, this gonna be this gonna be a good fight. This gonna be a good card. And then um, you got Scott Cleve versus uh, Noad Lahat. Mm-hmm. Let me see here, Bellator. At times, man, it'd be hard to keep up with everybody else's schedule because you folks, you <laughs> focus on what you got in front of you. Um, let's see here. Yeah, Douglas Lima. Yeah, he's fighting. Uh, uh, Cough. That's gonna be a great fight, man. Um, then we got. Oh yeah, Scott Cleve versus uh, Noah Lott. And we got. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a good card. Yeah, this is gonna be a great card. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, to check out this card this weekend. There's a lot of good MMA going on. Going back to last week though, this uh, Bellator card. Um, this thing, and we've talked about it before, this thing between. Uh, the, the match between coming up with uh, Chael Sonnen and Tito Ortiz, I feel like mm-hmm. the I, f- I feel like the actual mic time that they're giving these guys, especially Tito Ortiz, is sort of hurting the product more than helping this match. They should let they should let Chael talk and let Tito just look at him and smile, you know, and not say nothing. Like I'm dumb caveman, you know. He he shouldn't. Like his mic time kills any anything good Chell Sonnen does, he kills it when he speaks. Right, and it's like we're already a few months off to this uh, fight, and I've already seen Tito Ortiz on the mic at least whether it's on a, uh, on the actual show or not at least five times. It's already mm-hmm. too much, and it's killing what he. And he's just not good at it. And what he's doing is just, it's killing the fight. And the thing is, Bellator puts these amazing video packages together for all these fights that they want to hype up. And the fight mm-hmm. package that they already have for the ortiz Sonnen match is actually really good. And if they just let that do the talking for now, shit. That does more I love, for the well, fight. You know what? I love when... Uh... Oh, I hear echo. Okay. I love when Chill speaks. 
Oh, definitely. When Chell speaks, you know, you, you're, you're definitely going to smile. You're definitely going to laugh. Um, it's his counterpart that fucks everything up. So I don't mind if Chell speaks. Right, I me neither. care more about, you know, shutting Tito the fuck up. Right, but yeah, but if but if right now a couple months to the fight, if 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 it, if if we're not just getting that back and forth from two, you know, two good, you know, responses from each uh, fighter, then I think they need to hold off and ease back a little bit. Because even with Chael Sonnen, I don't think he's you know definitely he still hasn't even gotten to his groove about his insults yet. You know. He's keeping it. I, mm-hmm. I think he's keeping it light, you know, right now because it's, you know, there's so much time to go. But at this point, man, it's just too much with what Tito Ortiz is saying and everything. And it's like, bro, this is not, this is coming off as corny, man. Yeah, he's, that's why you think I've been calling him corny. Every time we talk about him, I'll be like, corny, because he's corny. He's just like, <laughs> he tries so hard. He tries, like you ever been around a guy that tries so hard or been around a guy that, that want to be cool and he tries so hard to be cool, but he come off as a buffoon, like, man, get the fuck away, dude. Right, right, right. Dude, just don't talk. Don't say nothing. Okay, yeah, you got the look. You do, you do have that look, Tito. Like, Tito don't think he's a Hispanic guy. He carries himself um, like he's a white dude. He do. He carries himself like that. Um... He, like, Davitate by the time, I think I said this on last part, last uh, part, I don't know, did, I, did we talk about uh, the time in Houston with me, uh, Mo, and Tito? Oh, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, we, yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought we did, man. Yeah, but when I told him he was going to be watching Trump's uh, windows, he <laughs> you motherfucker, okay, you know. He yeah. did ask for that. Um, right. Yeah, he, he's a super corny dude, man, you know, and he's forever going to try to be cool. And, you know, maybe he wasn't one of the cool kids coming up, man. I I don't know, but, you know, Tito, um, you know, he he's a, he's a character, man. He's he's one of those, you know, in your face, you know, you're, you're your best, he's your best friend, but behind you, he's stabbing you, man. He's just not a cool dude, man. I thought he was cool, too, initially meeting him. But he turned out to be a real dickhead. Right. I think for now they just need to let the video package do more of the talking or just have Tito Ortiz say just, I don't know, growl or something, you know, and let Chell Sonnen do all the talking. Yeah, snarl at the camera. Snarl, snarl at the camera. Like, because, like, he, like that whole comment about his gay friends and stuff, I didn't know if that was homophobic or just terrible. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It was such a terrible comment that I couldn't even tell if it was homophobic. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, you know, I, I can't fuck with you. You know, when I'm seeing them comments, I'm like, dog, don't you know you're about to get heat put on you? Oh, yeah, you're about to get heat on you right now just for saying that, man. So then they even have to come back out and apologize. Oh, I got gay friends. Whatever, dog. I'm pretty, if you do, I'm pretty sure you don't talk like that in front of them. And um, yeah, last week's Bellator too um, definitely had some uh, some good fights. Did you see that uh, that knockout in 16 seconds from uh, Javier Lea? Um, trying to uh, what uh, what fight card? 
Um, the Bellator card last week. Oh, you talking about the dude that knocked out uh Caratano? Uh, Car- yeah, yeah. Uh, look, <laughs> that's the guy that uh beat. See, he beat Alex Overeem. He beat a lot of dudes. You're talking about Sergey. Uh, yeah, Carol Karnoff, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. They um, were hyping him with he, all that, like before the match. They were saying, "You they, beat this guy, beat this guy, beat this guy." Um, he actually, him and Mo was supposed to. Um, that was a, a, a setup fight for him to be introduced for that tournament. So, so um, the heavyweight tournament they about to come up uh, with, you know, for the for the belt soon. Yeah. So that's kind of scrapped that plan. They can't they can't put him in the in that tournament now, man. Because it's just one of them things, man. You, you coming off of L. Um, it could be pretty interesting, man. Uh, but that, it's sad, man. But that just show you what happens when you're inactive like that, man. But he definitely caught a right hand and they put him down. He was he was out, falling down like his body was totally stiff. When he it was like a tree fall. Right. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, yeah, my man looked like Joey Bag of Donuts. He <laughs> just hit him with that right hand. I was like, oh I'm shit. like, yeah. <laughs> I was saying to myself, he about to I I was saying to myself, he about to walk through this dude. And man, I mean, but that's the beauty of MMA, man. You never know. You just never know. And then um Phil Davis is the new champ, he beat Liam McGrary. Uh what'd you think about that fight? Uh Phil dominated that fight. But um, I'm still mad about the the fight with him and Mo, because um, I don't think he won that fight. Right. You know, um, you can give you can give uh, Phil Davis that third round, but you know, for the most part, everybody thought that you know Mo won the first and second. You know, but um, you know, hopefully uh, we can get back in there and you know get a rematch with that dude, man, because I I don't think. Well, it'd be so it'd be a similar fight to their first fight. And I think, you know, like me and me and Mo, we, you know you you never know what the judges are looking for. So Mo Mo is uh, the type of person that the type of fighter that he he sets certain things. He either lets stuff come to him or he goes set up something, you know, to get the takedown. Um, him and Phil Davis, you know, they're kind of like mirroring each other. Phil didn't take the risk that he took with Liam because he wouldn't have been able to put, I mean, you know, I think he got more down once, um, but that was, that, that was set up from a, from a right hand. But other than that one time, he never got more off the ground, you know, and, and vice versa. So, um, I mean, it's a good look for him. Phil Davis is actually a nice guy. He's one of them dudes to where when you meet him, he's super nice. Um, it's kind of hard to say anything bad about him. Man. I, I'm not going to be disrespectful, but he's, you know, congratulations to him. Um, we pretty much, and I like Liam. Liam is cool. Um, we kind of pretty much knew that, you know, wrestling with, with yeah, he got great jujitsu, but jujitsu and wrestling is two different things. So um, I'll take a wrestler, I'll take a high level wrestler or jujitsu practitioner any day. You know, it's because wrestlers know how to use space and they know how to use angles and they know how to, everything is balanced. Similar with jujitsu, but um, 
high level wrestlers know how to, you know, nullify anything you're about to try. So Phil, you know, he's division one national champion. So, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't surprising. I think we were all waiting on Liam to do something off his back, similar to what he did to Tito, uh, getting him in a, some type of move or whatever, but it never happened, you know? So, you know, good for Phil, man. You know, Phil did what he was supposed to do to win the fight. Um, you can't deny he's a top five light heavyweight in the world. Um, now he got his world championship. So that's what it's all about. Definitely. But he going to lose it when he fight Mo. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. And uh, going back to the uh, the UFC fight night card from this past weekend, um, one of the, the main things on, on that card was that uh, Charles Oliveira missed weight by nine pounds. And then that's ridiculous. And he still lost. And then he gets choked out by Ricardo Lamas in the second round. <laughs> yeah, he still lost. So not only did he lose a lot of money, he got choked the fuck out. So, you know, hey, it's one of them things. It's one of them things, man. You know, you, them eight pounds is a lot. I think a lot of people don't be realizing, you know, shit, two pounds can be a lot. A pound could be a lot, man, but he came in eight pounds. I wonder what happened during his weight cut to where he couldn't, you know, get all the way down. And the thing is, the uh, you know, reason why a lot of people are even more annoyed and angry with him is that um, two days before the bout, uh, a uh, picture surfaced online where he was with a bunch of friends eating hamburgers. Oh, that's some bullshit. <laughs> That's bullshit. Right. So it's like, what happened where you come in nine pounds missing the cut? And did you just not care? What, what was this arrogance? Like, what were you? Oh, uh, I think he, he probably didn't give a fuck. And that's, uh, that's sad, man. That's sad. Oh, well, he ain't gonna do nothing but fuck yourself up in the game, man. I'm, I'm pretty sure, um, I'm pretty sure uh, UFC personnel know what's going on. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get cut. They don't want that type shit. Right, because because out, outside of uh, outside of doping, that's the other thing that pisses off people more because you're fucking with people's money at that point. Yep, you're fucking with people's bread, but that's why they get penalized. You know, they they a certain percentage. And you know, I wonder how much he had to give up. I think thirty percent. I think thirty percent. Thirty percent. Yeah. Jervin Wright, man, you know, but I guess the, the icing on the cake, you know, at least he got choked the fuck out. You, you, you go in there. I mean, Oliver is a good fighter too, but it is what it is, man. You, you know, you, 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 you don't do wrong. I mean, you do wrong and then you get done wrong in the ring. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of look at it. Right. And also that night was uh, Ferguson versus Dos Anjos. Ferguson came out on top, extends mm -hmm. his uh, winning streak. It was, uh, it was a, a beast. It was a really good fight too. You know, you know he's from here, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You told me. Yeah, he's from here. He may not talk about it, but this is where he was born and born and raised. Um, I like Tony, man. Tony a monster. Tony's a monster. But I will say this: um, I think it's totally unfair for the UFC to put him in front of uh, Habib. I think Khabib is the number one contender. Dude's never lost a fight. 
Yeah, I was just about to ask you about that. I was going to ask Uh you. Yeah, I was just about to ask you about that in regards to the number one contendership. At this point, is it uh, Habib? Is it uh, Ferguson? Does yeah, they 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 gave it. If I'm not mistaken, I read right. um, Tony is the new number one contender, but I think that's bullshit because Khabib had already beat that dude, and he ragged out down him to death. So. You know, Khabib beating before before Tony did, and I like Tony. Right. I think what should happen is them two need to fight. That that would be a fight that I mean, cause that would be a style fight. I love Khabib, man. Khabib, when he get a hold of you, oh man, you go, whew, man. I ain't never seen a dude just grab a person the way he grab a person and rag out the fuck out of him. Man, he rags the styles the fuck out of dudes. You know. I, you know, I pick I pick him to be a champion as well. Him and Tony go win the belt. Now, is, is it going to be from one another? Who knows? But I can see both of them being future world champions. Right. And that kind of, you know, goes into, uh, you know, talking about the, the UFC 205 card this weekend. And uh, Khabib's mm-hmm. going to be uh, uh, fighting this weekend. Do you, if he wins, do you feel like, this, what, what do you think will be next if, if Khabib wins? If Khabib wins and he wins, you know, way more impressive than than what Tony was. Tony was super impressive, but if he and and I've seen him take a lot of clean shots from those from uh, Dosanjos, man, he still can oh, coming forward. Right, dude, it was crazy. <laughs> he, was, um, he was he was keeping was, it up was, after those, man. Exactly, and they're like it was nothing. They're shaking him up. I, I love him as a fighter. Um, who's could be fighting this weekend? Um, let me bring this up. Real let me look. Um, I mean, let me, let me, let me pull it up. He's going against. Uh, okay. Oh, he's going so against Johnson. Oh, oh, oh! He's going against Michael Johnson, and the thing was, is um, Ferguson's last loss was against Johnson. Okay. If he go in there and rag down Michael Johnson, he immediately becomes the number one contender again, and all 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 is good, and he gets the next title shot. That makes sense, right? It 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 completely makes sense. If he rags that, oh, that's gonna be a great fucking fight, man. Where are you watching the fight at? I don't know. Where, where are you watching the fight at? Uh, I'm gonna have it over here. So if you want to come over here, man? Oh, then um, I'm coming over then. Cool, cool, cool. I'm definitely, uh, yeah. This is this is gonna be great. Okay. Um. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Getting to yeah. Talking more about the the two hundred five card. Uh, one of the one of the matches did get uh, scrapped. Um, was the Rashad Evans versus Tim Kennedy? Um, because of some sort of uh, you know medical thing with uh, Rashad Evans. But apparently and he wound up passing. He wound up passing it, and then they they still let him off the car, but they put him on two hundred six. Right. Yeah, he's going to be on two hundred six now, which is actually going to help that card a bit because it was looking a little mm-hmm. weak in comparison to the the two cards that it sandwiched in between. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'll be I'll be excited to see that fight because I'm actually going to it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. In Toronto, right? Right in Toronto. You get your tickets yet? Yeah, I did. Oh man, when is it? December what? December tenth. 
December 10th? Yes. Ooh, man. Man, that's too close. I could go, but then I had to drive right back and get ready to leave to go to... Uh, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think about it. Um, let's see. But yeah, this is a this is gonna a stat card. Uh, definitely, uh, people saying the best card ever. Do you think this would is the best uh, UFC card ever? Two hundred was supposed to be, and then we've seen how that shit turned out. <laughs> um, um, right now, just looking at what I see, easily the best card I've ever seen. Um, Conor McGregor. Against uh, my man Eddie Alvarez. How do you think, think that's going to happen? Before. What's going to happen with that match? What do you think is going to happen with Alvarez um, and McGregor? Um. Well, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that my man Eddie Alvarez is gonna retain this title, and I, this is why. Eddie Alvarez has been in bigger fights. Um, Eddie Alvarez. Could take one, to give one. I think when he catches Connor, because he's going to catch Connor with one of the rights or lefts. Yeah. And when Connor, you know, when 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 it hits Connor, I think I think he might fuck around and 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 tap out um, Connor. You know, Eddie Alvarez, his wrestling game is ridiculous. I've seen him, I've seen him in um, in. Um, my man, jeez. Uh, hold up, hold up. Michael Chandler. I've seen him and Michael Chandler go at it. And Michael Chandler is is, is super high level. Um, I just think Eddie been in the game a little bit um, longer. I think he's had better competition. Um, I'm a Nate Diaz guy, man, but prior to Prior to Conor McGregor, um, nobody's really looking for Nate Diaz. Let's be real, you know. Um, and that's not to take anything away from Nate Diaz. I think that was, I think that was his ceiling. And now everybody, you know, they finally he's finally getting the record, record, recognition that he deserves. But you know, they were treating him beating Nate Diaz like he be the champion and that's not the case so um let's say you know that's the biggest name that you've beaten other than jose aldo and when you look at how he beat jose aldo do you say that was luck do you I mean, it's kind of hard to look at it like uh, that doesn't really happen, right? You know, but he did beat a man that hadn't lost in over ten years. So, um, I just think um, Eddie Alvarez has had stiffer competition. Um, I'm an Eddie Alvarez guy. I think I told you this last week. I'm Eddie Alvarez dude. He's a super nice guy. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Connor's a super nice guy too, man. But you know, I rock with my Bellator guys, so I'm picking Eddie Alvarez. I think if McGregor is to win this, he has to finish it in the first or second round. Well, Eddie has a history of getting caught, right? So if Eddie get so if Connor 
catches him and he don't get him out of there, that's going to be trouble. Right, because right, based off the last yeah, few uh, be- fights of McGregor, he was, he was looking a little winded uh, later on in the fight, you know, so he seems to be Eddie, seems a lot, be a Eddie lot better early on. All day. Eddie goes all day. Right. He has no, no, no problem with endurance. I mean, he's coming at you. That's just who he is, man. I'm a lot of people. I, I think people will be surprised this weekend when they see, uh, you know, Eddie in the ring. I mean, in the cage, if it, if it gets to um, a third round, then I don't know if, uh, McGregor can finish it. Um, I definitely, I'm taking, and, and no diss to Connor. Cause I like Connor. I love the fact that he, had on a coochie sweater, man. You know that. that <laughs> Why he's in New York, man? I, I thought that shit was real dope. The notorious but, MMA. Uh, yeah, man. I you can't be mad at that, man. That, right. That's 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 paying homage, man. But I, I'm, you know, I'm still, you know, I rock with my Bellator dudes, man. I I, I want to see them dudes succeed, man, because simple-minded, simple-minded fans think that if you're not UFC, then you're this, that, da, da, da. Right. You know, they have no clue, you know. So, um, yeah, I'm rocking with Eddie. All right, we also got uh, Tyron Woodley versus Wonderboy Thompson. Uh, Woodley, you know, he has the belt, but he's the underdog on this, man. How do you think this is going to pan out? Um, I'm taking uh, – I'm going with Woodley. I'm going with Woodley uh, on – on the you know well, one of the, one of the reasons I'm going with Willie is Willie is all uh, I've been watching him from day one when he was on Strike I think they call it Strike Force After Dark or something like that where he would be on like I used to watch him in um, DC on these Strike Force cards when they weren't like the main Strike Force cards right they were it was like it was like it was something called Strike Force After it was like where they focus on the up and coming fighters before they reach the before they reach the the main uh, card. Yeah. Um, but I've been watching that dude for a long time, man. You can clearly see that UFC don't want the belt on him. Just you know, it's politics and bullshit as usual, man. Because how do you? I mean, I, I hate to even keep going back here, but how do you allow Michael Bisping to fight the number thirteen guy, but you tell this guy he got to fight the number one guy? Right. That's bullshit. Let this man make some money. You know, um, Styles make fights, but I think Woodley, it took him so long to win this. Uh, it took him so long to get to where he's at. I don't think he's going to let this opportunity, um, you know, get past him, man. And considering the fact, I remember what his, his, uh, his last loss was against Nate Markhart. Um, I think five rounds, he got knocked out, man. I'll never forget that. And he's been a di- different fighter since then. Um, dude has, um, I don't know if people have seen him in the Straight Outta Compton movie, but he was in Straight Outta Compton. Right. Um, um, you know, he, he's worth for what he has, man. I root for guys like that. that. That guy's from Ferguson, Missouri, man. If you know anything about Ferguson, you should, you know, by now. But, uh, you know, he comes from nothing. So when you see a dude come from nothing and have something, then, you know, good for him, man. I'm, I'm rocking with Teron, man. I think his wrestling his wrestling may play a, a part, but I think he go 
you know, he might fuck around and, and, and catch him with a right. <laughs> you know, definitely might catch him with a right. You know, Teron is a beast, man. Teron is a beast. I've... And that's not to take anything away from Wonder Boy. Right. Because uh, a lot of people don't know, don't probably don't realize this. I remember when Wonder Boy was managed by MC Hammer. <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, Wonder Wonder Boy back before they had the Reebok deal and all that, and everybody had they, you know, people coming up with different management firms for MMA fighters. Yeah. Um, uh, Hammer had a manage uh, MMA managing company, and Wonder Boy was one of his. Uh, one of his uh, people that was signed up under him. I don't think they have that relationship anymore. But yeah, at one time that was Hammer's fighter. Yeah, I think yep. a lot of people Too like. Sure. Yeah, I think a lot of people when it comes to this uh, this fight are really fronting on Woodley. Um, they're. I, I feel like there's a. I, I feel like there's a thing where they're trying to hype Wonder Boy a little bit more than usual for this fight. Um, always kind of bringing out that he has a, a unique fighting style and kind of downplaying Woodley's, uh, you know, Woodley's talent in regards to it. So this is going to mm-hmm. be an interesting uh, fight. Um, and it would be nice if, you know, Woodley came out on top. Uh, but it should be a good fight. Yeah, I, I just think uh, Toronto came too far to, to let it go. But yet I will say I wouldn't be surprised if Wonder Boy um, won this fight. And the reason I say that wonder boy is a beast man um this kid man um you know he he he's you see you see you see taekwondo all day and when i see him that's what i see i see taekwondo i see right. a dude that uses kicks like a jab i see a guy that you i mean he uses fucking legs like they like, like their fucking hands so he has great balance. I think the last fight he lost was against Matt Brown, and that was a young that was, that was a young Wonder Boy, and he hasn't lost since. I mean, he, and Matt Brown took him off the ground a couple times, man, and you know that pretty much was was, was the end of it. You know, he couldn't do anything. Um, since then, he's worked on his wrestling, and you can't you can't get this guy down to the ground, you know. Oh man, uh, we, we got to keep going. We got to keep going. Okay. <laughs> the, um, yeah, and then also we got uh, um, Joanne Champion versus uh, Carolina Kowalkowicz, uh strawweight championship match. Um, most people have Joanne Champion coming out on top on this. Um, I really enjoy. I've really enjoyed where she's come about. She's actually been. I feel like she's been sort of uh, finding a way to. Uh, difference her, herself from all the other uh, women's fighters. She's been a lot more vocal than a lot of them, and having you know, bringing out some uh, you know, bragging a lot more. Uh, even though she's like she's sad, she's uh, you know, her retirement is you know not too far down the line. She's not. She's still very confident about a lot of things, and I and I think that's very very much. Um, it's it's separating her from a lot of the women fighters. Uh, I'll fuck with her. Um, she, she, uh, I haven't met her yet, but I'm pretty sure I will meet her pretty soon. Um, uh, she trains with, uh, you know, with Mo down in the American top team in Florida. So, um, I, I'm, I follow her and 
you know, she's the real deal, bro. Um, she's not gonna lose, and she's not gonna lose unless somebody catches her. I don't say that, and I don't see that. Not in a strong way, anyway, man. But I, she's gonna, um, she's gonna win this fight impressively. She's gonna smash old girl. Um, <laughs> yeah, she. I'm just looking at oh, let me see. I'm pulling pulling this up. Okay, she's from Poland. Yeah, she ain't fucking with my girl, man. She ain't fucking with it. She ain't fucking with Joanna, man. I, I just don't. Um, her striking is her Muay Thai striking is just such on a different level, to where that's what's going to give, you know, Carolina um, some problems. It's going to give her some problems, man. So don't be surprised if she ain't out of that by the second round, second third round. All right, we also got uh, the New York, the New Yorker, uh, Weidman versus uh, Romero. Uh, how do you think that's gonna uh, turn out? Um, I think, whew, man, it depend on it depend on um, depend on what what Chris Weidman shows up. I mean, he's in his home. Um, this is the first time he gets to fight in his hometown. He's the New Yorker. He's uh. He's definitely been the guy who's uh, lobbied to get this happening in New York. So I, I feel like he has a lot of momentum probably personally to go out there and really, really, really show up. Um, I think uh, it just depends on what Chris Wyman, if we got a healthy 100% Chris Wyman, then, yeah. Um, but... If you got a Chris Weidman that's not a hundred percent, I think consider considering you're um, he's a think oh uh, yeah he's his judo was pretty nice. Uh, it's, it's, that, this is a, a gimme fight. I don't I I mean this is a pick 'em fight, man. This is uh it's gonna wow. be a toss up, man. Like we're just gonna see what happens, man. Yeah, we're gonna have to see what happens, man. But if I have to if I if I have to get an edge to somebody right now. I'm gonna give it to Romero. I'm gonna give it to Romero. Right. He land one of them heavy shots, man. It's <laughs> man. Also, we got uh, Kelvin Gastelum versus uh, the Cowboy Down Cerrone. Uh, um, that's another tough fight, man. Because right. Kev is a beast, and we know Cowboy is a beast, man. I'm just gonna say. Uh, I'm going to go with Cowboy right now. I'm going to go with Cowboy. Cool. Then uh, another uh, women's bout. We got uh, Misha Tate versus Raquel Pennington. Uh, do you think Misha Tate comes out on this? Um, I shouldn't be like I don't even care, but... <laughs> um, yeah, because Misha Tate, man, she turns me off, man. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you, you know... Uh, okay. We go with Cupcake over over, over Pennington. <laughs> and that was the main card. The 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 preliminaries still the pre- got prelims are nice too. Right, and we already talked about Khabib versus Johnson, and we got uh Frankie Edgar versus uh Jeremy Stevens. That's gonna be a fucking bomb ass fight right there. That's gonna be a bomb ass fight. Um. 
let's see here. Who am I going to take in this fight? I'm taking, um, I don't know. That's a tough-ass fight to pick, too, man, because they both have. I'm going to go with Frankie Edgar. Do you think this goes to the decision, or do you think one of them, he's going to stop him? Somebody get knocked out. Somebody. <laughs> yeah, somebody get knocked out. <laughs> and, uh, okay, we got uh, Rafael Natal versus uh, Tim Bosch. How, how do you think that's going to play out? Uh, let's see. I think Bosch needs this win to continue his UFC career. So I think he's going to win. Yeah, man. He's, uh, yeah, it looks like that's, that's something he needs, man. Yeah, he need, you know, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the underdog, man. Shit, he, you know, barely fuck around got on this card, man. He didn't win his last fight. He's going to get cut. Right. You know, so, so I think he needs, he need when people backs are against the wall, you, you pretty much see different fighters, man. His back against the wall. I think he needs this. And then uh, we also got Vicente uh, Luke versus uh, Bilal Muhammad. Uh, and we're gonna go with I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Luke. Luke. I'm gonna round, go with Luke. Right. And rounding out the early prelims, uh, you got Jim Miller versus uh, Thagio uh, Alves. The pit yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, uh, I'm I'm gonna go with Diego, um, Diego Alves. And I think the and I like Miller. He went to Michigan State, but he's gonna lose that fight tomorrow. Um, and we got Liz Kamuch against uh, Choker Gang. Um, so uh, I haven't seen Kamuch do. You know, I haven't seen her fight in a while. I'm gonna go with her for one reason. Okay. For one reason, she's a United States Marine. Marine. Yeah, she's a Marine, man. So I'm gonna rock with I'm gonna rock with the double dog. <laughs> All right, that rounds out that uh, card. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a long day, but it's gonna be a good card. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be super, man. I'm looking so forward to I'm just looking forward to, to Saturday, man. Saturday gonna be dope, man. So what time uh well we we'll, we'll discuss that man, but I I I'll definitely you know Everything would be uh, make sure we have some wings and things over here going <laughs> on, and uh, we we will have a good Saturday. Right, and um, kind of finishing up the uh, MMA uh, talk uh, for this uh, podcast. Um, while we were all freaking out about the elections, Ryzen went ahead and had a press press conference to uh, to announce their open weight tournament that's going to be happening December twenty ninth and the thirty first. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, one of the matches is Vanderlei Silva versus Mirko Krokop. Yeah. I mean, depending on which one of them shows up, um, uh, Vanderlei is, I've always, I've already went on record and said he's one of my favorite fighters. And one of the reasons that I really got back in the MMA, like I am in right now, um, I hope, you know, I, I've been watching some footage of Vanderlei sparring, man. He looks like the old Vanderlei man. And, and, you know, we gonna see. The crow cop might fuck around, and get knocked out. Right, and uh, Shane Carwell is on the uh, is in the tournament also. Uh, he's going against uh, yeah, Amir Shane, Shane should win. 
yeah, Shane should win that tournament. And hopefully that sets him up for a bigger fight, you know, later in, uh, early in 2017. Right. So yeah. let's speak on that later on. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of MMA going on uh, to close out the year, those last few days. And But I'm super excited to uh, catch some of this, uh, the Ryzen uh, events. Uh, there's also going to be a, uh, a rematch from our boy, Felony. Oh, that's my man. That's my guy. Felony, the crazy horse, Charles Bennett, is going to rematch against the guy he knocked out before, Kamira. You know what? I'm going to try to – Um, I'm, I'm going to reach out to him, man, see if we can get him on on on, uh, on this podcast, man. I think, I would I think love that, that would be super <laughs> – yeah, that would be super entertaining, man. I, yeah, he – He's cool like that too, man. I'm gonna reach out to him, see we can uh, see we can do something, man, before he go over there. Yeah, so I'm super excited to see uh, see what happens on this rematch. The last time, that shit was one of the craziest things. Like we already said on this podcast, it was one of the craziest things I've seen all year. There was so much pageantry, so much shit talking before the match, especially from uh, Minoru Kimura's uh, side. And then he just goes out mm-hmm. and just knees. Oh my god, <laughs> knocks that dude out in seconds. That shit was incredible, man. It, it, you know, Charles on, on went through a lot, man. He's a very polarized char- character, man. Right. And uh, just to see him shining again because he he was doing a lot of uh, cage fighting stuff in Florida, man. And you know, I always felt like he's he needed to be on a bigger stage and he's a very um you know because of his um you know his past um it, it he's basically he's basically been blackballed by bigger organizations so bellator hasn't touched him ufc right. definitely not gonna touch him and 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 uh, he hasn't really gotten a chance. So the fact that Ryzen gave him a chance to be on a bigger stage and we get to see him on a bigger stage now, to me, that's what it's all about. And from so here, I, I'm happy for that story. And from here, uh, and recently on, um, on, I, he was on the, I think he was on the MMA hour, uh, right after that, uh, that about what we were talking about, uh, from hearing him on there. Um, uh, and then I just saw this, uh, there was a tweet that, uh, Cristiano Marcelo, uh, posted on twitter a picture with him and he goes 10 years ago we had a problem but nothing better in life than to evolve personally and spiritually nice to meet you and it's them two uh smiling together so Mm -hmm. it's super from what i get is like he's trying to whatever problems he had in his past he's trying to get past them and trying to get somewhere else yeah man because you know everybody you evolve every day. You're not going to do. You're not going to be the same person that you was yesterday. Uh, you know, if you're not evolving, then you know that's on you. Most people I know, you know, day by day, every everything changes, man. So, you know, sometimes you know you may make a mistake, man, or you may have an issue. Um, it's just. Um, like wow, like wow, this fucking like wow, you know, and to see him, you know, get some love from from Ryzen, and, and you know, because I'm pretty sure they they expected him to lose, 
you know, but he wound up winning. So now, now he has more leverage, and they're going to probably give him more money. And they brought, and he brought know. a lot of attention to Ryzen, a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, I I, I remember watching the crown last year, man. I was actually supposed to be over there um, with Mo last year because he won he won the Open Grand Grand Prix tournament last year. So hopefully, I can hopefully um, hopefully. Shane Carwin, you know, do what he's supposed to do, and you know, maybe somewhere down the line, you could uh, see uh, the Rising Tournament champions go against each other. Definitely, definitely. And to um, kind of close out this podcast uh, for this week, uh, there's another bit of uh, big news in the world of MMA. Uh, in regards to uh, John Jones giving a, a one-year suspension from the from USADA, and he was also uh, stripped of his light light heavyweight interim title uh, um, for the second time in two years. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think is going through this guy's head at this time? What do what do you think he has to do to repair? I know we already kind of talked about it before, but what does he have to do at this point? Because this guy has that it thing that we talked about. He can be mm-hmm. a superstar. He can be everything that this industry wants out of somebody. He has the look. He has the swagger. He has the talent. But and mm-hmm. and, and even Dana White said in regards to uh, after uh, this um, after suspension, he called him the greatest talent ever and the biggest screw up ever. Like, what does this guy need to yeah. do? Um, I wish John would just be quiet. <laughs> I wish he would just be quiet. Because like, I used to be a John Jones fan, man, before he got, before he became popular. I was, I was a John Jones when he only had five, six fights. Right. So, so, um, you know, you've seen the greatness. I remember I used to chop it up with him on Twitter all the time. And then, you know, he got big for the bridges. Um, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, thinking you shit, but you got to have some humility too. And I don't think John Jones is humble. I think he, you know, put it this way, before he got caught up, in the news, as far as that cocaine shit, yeah, I used to have conversations with with uh, with with fighters that would tell you that he was on, he was doing that shit. So, and that was two years before he got popped, you know, in the media for it. As far as like, oh, wow, they found cocaine and such, blah blah blah. That that was the that was the that was the morning breakfast chat for two years. And what most people will say is, I'm surprised it took that long to catch him. Now, I would see, you know, little shit on, on Twitter and the internet. Like, you know, females would say stuff like that, man. So, usually where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, I want to see John Jones win. Uh, you don't want to see, you know, a guy with that talent not win. I mean, that dude's incredible, man. But what turns me off more than anything is... Like, I'm big on humility, man. I, I, I've, I've had my points in life where, you know, you could think you're the shit and something bad happened and 
you know, you find out that you're no better than anybody else, man. And usually it takes one time for that to happen. John had had two, three times to where he's fucked up and it still ain't, humility still ain't hitting yet. Hopefully he just grows up, man. Hopefully he grows up and, and, you know, transcend the name, man. Uh, I mean, you can't deny what he is, man, but get your mind right, man. You know, I heard him, I heard some, I heard him say some shit. Like when, when I hear people say, man, well, I got more money in my bank account. What does that mean? You still, it's a lot of whole ass dudes. They got a lot of money in, in their bank account. That don't make you not a whole ass dude. It's a whole ass dude with money. You know? <laughs> yeah, so, definitely. I mean, I'm, just, I, I'm just being real. You know what I'm saying? You know, people, they'll say, well, oh, man, you know, I got, I got a hundred thousand. I got, I got 15 million in the bank. What you got? What does that have to do with you being a dick? That don't, yeah, that don't mean shit. It means nothing. If you a dick, then you're just a dick with $15 million. So, you know, it is what it is, man. But I want to see John Jones win. But most importantly, I think he needs to shut the fuck up and make make his stuff, make his access limited to the media. I think his team needs to take his Twitter away. I think he don't need none of that. I think what he needs is just to go in there and win. Winning solves all problems. You know, when you're trying to get – your image back and you're trying to do this, that, and the other, you don't need to be saying whole ass shit about other people in the media. I mean, you know, other fighters. Right. Who are you, bro? Who are you to even be clowning, you know, clowning people when, you know, it don't get no lower than hitting a, hitting a pregnant lady, you know, in a car and fleeing from the scene on foot and leaving your vehicle and they coming back to grab a stash of who knows, you know, and if you ask me, I think you know where I'm going with that. But it's like, wow, dude, who are you? You know, yeah, you're John Jones, a fighter. You're John Jones, the world champion. But more importantly, you're John Jones, the human asshole. So um, hopefully he can just, you know, I want to see dude win. I do. Who don't want to see John Jones win, man? But I just think he needs to grow the fuck up, straight up. Right, man. He no, He's a tremendous – he has pretty much – Everything going from for him from a talent and look standpoint that most fighters would love to have, you know. And mm-hmm. he has so many he has so many opportunities and so many he has the talent that he can he can be a legitimate face of this industry. But he I mean, needs to get his shit together, you know. And if if he can get his shit together, shut the fuck up and win a few bouts impressively. He'll be back on track. People will, people will fuck with him again. All is forgiven. But at this Think point, Mike Tyson went from being the most hated figure in sports to right now being one of the most loved guys ever. And I know he's right. not in sports anymore, man. But you could change, you could change the perception of you know. It just people know when you grow. And I don't mean to clown on the way that I clown on, but I'm just so disappointed. And as soon as you think he's getting over that hump, he do something else that make you be like, wow, okay, wow, this dude, he still ain't learned yet. You know, and then, like I say, it kills me when I hear guys say, well, you know, I got 15 million, I got 20 million, I don't want to hit that. But you're still a bitch, though. What does that mean? What does that mean when, you know, you, you know, your own boss clowns you. Dana White clowns you. 
you know, that would be enough for me to be like, fuck you, release me from my contract. You know, if you, because Dana, Dana, one minute, then he'll say he's the greatest, and then he'll call him the biggest fuck up ever. And they're both true. Right. So you can't necessarily, can't, you know, how do you take that? Are you, how do you take that from Dana? You know, Dana, Dana feels you're that. We all kind of feel like just from the things that we see about you, we all kind of look at you like that. You know, can you fix yourself? Go fix yourself. You know, and you know, you are, you are who you hang around. So I think John Jones still got a lot of the same people that he's fucking with before. And that could be the problem. Who knows though? I just, I hope he gets his shit together. Definitely. All right. That's closing out another edition of Fresh is the Word. It's been a very deep episode. We talked a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got to get, you know, the election's over. There's some weird times going on. We got a lot of good MMA coming on this weekend. So we got to do our best to just, uh, you know, move on and be better as people. Uh, Freestyles, go ahead and tell, you know, where people can uh, see you online. Uh, hit me up on uh, forward slash on Twitter, forward slash Freestyles, B-S-T-Y-L-E-Z. On Facebook, hit me up at uh, facebook.com forward slash official Vstyles or just Vstyles. The Vstyles will, will lead you to my, my regular page. The official V Styles is my artist page. So, you know, hit me up there. Um, Instagram forward forward slash V Styles V S T Y L E Z. I'm gonna have my website up real soon, so uh, look for that. www.vstyles.com, and uh, you know, stay tuned for this new album that's coming out in 2017. All right, great. Um, thanks for listening. See you next week, and I'm gonna enjoy some. UFC 205 and a whole bunch of other MMA this weekend. All right, goodbye. Peace. Fresh, 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 fresh is the word.